Welcome to Digital 2018 Live. This is episode six, content strategy, and my name is Neil Wilkins. If you've been listening to previous episodes of Digital 2018 Live, you'll know that um, the previous one to the previous one, which was episode four, was looking at customer personas, that all-important definition of your target audience. We then, in episode five, the um, one that uh, came directly before this one, uh, we looked at customer journey, and that's very much about the three stages of the um, process of customer engagement. In other words, actually creating some awareness, taking them through to the point of conversion, where they actually commit to becoming a customer, and then retaining them, so sustaining the relationship, that ongoing drip feed of content, information, and uh, relationship building that hopefully, fingers crossed, create some kind of loyalty, a sustainable relationship, um, some ongoing engagement and of course that all-important advocacy where they start to talk about you, your products and services to their peers, to their family, friends and colleagues. Now, of course, the thing that uh, fuels this customer journey that we've been talking about is content. And content comes in a whole variety of guises and shapes and sizes. And most of the time when people think of content, they think of social media. Uh, But of course, we can use content through all of the different channels, both digital and offline, to encourage that ongoing engagement. And that's really what we're going to be looking at through this episode. Now, when we talk about content strategy, the word strategy is absolutely vital here. What we're looking at when we talk about strategy is the longer term. A lot of people get tied up in tactical content. In other words, they're just publishing stuff for today. One of the beauties of the, of the world that we're actually living in at the moment um, in terms of this whole kind of uh, digital environment is that the content that you create, if you create it strategically, in other words, if you create it with always one eye on the longer term and the future, is that it becomes a real asset for your business. So we have obvious, obvious assets of the people in our business business. We may well have premises, we may well have you know, products and services that are kind of the assets and the intrinsic value that our business has. Well today, right here, right now, your content is also an asset. Now if you're just starting off on this journey, obviously it's going to be a potential asset, but it is something that has longevity, it has a long-term value. And that's something that we're going to look at as we go through this episode. Now, once we're talking about content strategy, so viewing content, so that's words, images, video, audio, in the longer term, then we start to need a little bit of a process. And uh, one of the things I'm going to talk to you about uh, as we go through thinking around this particular subject is something called the rule of thirds. Now, if you've been listening to previous episodes, you'll know I've mentioned rule of thirds before. Uh, It is a bit of a mantra of mine and something that really helps to set um, a very, very strong and consistent balance with the content that you produce. And I'll talk to you a little bit about that. There's also the idea of being current, relevant and informed. These are the three things that your customer, your target persona is looking to see from you, that you're current, that you're relevant, and that you look and perceived or are perceived as informed because then you're providing value to them. You know, content is all about what is in it for the audience, what is in it for the listener or the viewer. So somebody who's going to invest a few moments, 
maybe just a few seconds or a few minutes or even you know a few hours in looking and engaging with your content you've got to be providing them with some great value and the value comes from you positioning yourself as current relevant and informed and we'll explore what that means and when we think about content as well the other thing that we need to be thinking about are the different types of content available to us in our content strategy so there is content that we'll create so that'll be content that we will be creating ourselves there's content that we will curate so that may well be that we're adding value or reviewing content that's already been produced by somebody else there is also then documentation. So this is kind of storytelling from within your business or from within your brand. Um, storytelling that um, really brings your um, offering to life and that's going to be a really important element in our mix. <clears throat> And you will need to excuse me a little bit as we go through this particular episode um, because I do have a bit of a, a, a throat issue, shall we say. Uh, so I've uh, been enjoying, hmm, it's kind of somewhat like that, uh, a cough for the last couple of weeks. So, um, so the throat is still a little bit tickly. So if I turn away from the microphone and uh, have a little bit of a coughing fit, I, I'll apologise in advance. We may well get through this episode, uh, but we may well not. So I'll, I'll just explain that uh, before we start. Okay, so the starting point really for content strategy is to really understand what your unique selling proposition, your USP, what that actually is. Now, a unique selling proposition or a unique selling point is this thing that allows you to tell a story without using directly your products and services. Now, this is when you know that you've got a strong content strategy. If there's a story that you can tell, either about the people in your organisation, about your processes, about your experience, about kind of your community, or start to really add some value, maybe around a subject on, of thought leadership, so there's a particular subject that you become identified with. And this is going to be your USP, a unique selling proposition, a unique point that you can be consistently talking about that doesn't start with your products and services. Let your competitors dwell in products and services. Let them just do the overt sell. Let them become tiresome and tiring to your target audience. Because that is the old style. That's the old school of marketing and content creation. Today's most effective content creators are the ones who are using a USP. So they're identifiable by something that doesn't talk about their products and services. And this is where the real value comes. Now, if you come from a sales or business development background, you might be thinking, hey, but hold on, you know, isn't that kind of wasting time? Surely people want to be buying our products and services. And of course, the answer is ultimately yes, but there is a relationship that needs to be built first. And refer back to the original episode, the one that was uh, talking all about the building of the relationship through a customer journey, because that's really important. So when we start off this whole kind of creation of a uh, content strategy, we need to understand, and it might not just be the one thing that we can talk about that doesn't just refer to our products and services. It could be a whole raft of different things that we can actually refer to. Um, and I particularly like this whole idea of thought leadership because what that does is it opens up a conversation. It opens up adding value around a subject or a set of subjects that create some really, really good 
good engagement without having to do the overt sell. That will come once the relationship is in place because what you've done is you've built the faith and trust in you as a brand or in you as a person that you're giving great value. And then, of course, people then are intrigued to, okay, so what are you actually offering me? What can I actually buy from you? Um, And, of course, then that then starts that um, particular part of the conversation. But you've got to start at the beginning. If you jump straight into trying to overtly sell products and services, people will be switching off straight away. And they'll go to an alternative, maybe a competitor, who can offer them this value. So that's really, really important. That's a really key thing to be starting off with. So can you tell a story without using your products and services? Can you tell a story that adds value, that talks about a particular subject or subjects, that gives huge value and great outcomes for your target audience before you even start to think about the products and services that you want to sell? So that is your starting point. Because what that does is it opens up a whole range of opportunities. (coughs) Excuse me. There we go. See, I, I said we were going to get to that point. Um, managed to make a sort of a few minutes in before I started coughing. But uh, anyway, we'll see if we can continue. What it does, it is opens up a range of opportunities for you, um, which begins really with this whole balance of content that you are going to be putting into your strategy. Now, with the balance of content, what we're looking at here is what I would call the magic rule of thirds. And this talks about one third of everything that you publish as being about you, so personal. One third of everything that you publish is what we might term free stuff. So that will be point. So pointing to third party content that um, is going to be relevant to your target persona. And the final third is promote. So that is the overt selling, which is allowed in things like social media and obviously on your website, once you've added value with the previous two thirds. So let's look at these three thirds, the personal, point and promote. So personal, what is that about? Well, predominantly, it's your people. Now, if you are a sole trader, sole practitioner, consultant, then this could just be about you. So it's about getting to know you. If you're part of a team, it's getting to know the team, some of the characters in the team and actually what they're up to, what they resonate with, some of their backstories, maybe some of the experiences that they have at the moment, some of the projects that they might be working on. Really getting to know personally the people in the team. If you're a larger organisation, this is often where you might have a face or faces of the organisation who are typically... You know, the individuals who kind of carry those brand values out into the marketplace. Um, They're not necessarily customer facing. I mean, a lot of very successful content strategies involve, you know, the story of people behind the scenes. Because a lot of people are very, very intrigued by kind of what goes on behind the scenes in an organisation. So think really carefully about, you know, who would be the best to convey our brand values. The story about getting to know us as an individual or as a group of people. Second third is point, and this is this pointing to free stuff, as I call it. And the word stuff is really nice because it's quite generic. And that is the point, because this might come from a variety of different sources. (coughs) Excuse me again. The free stuff uh, where you're signposting and pointing to these other sources um, is what makes you unpredictable. This is where content strategy becomes really interesting. If all you do is talk about yourself or you just talk about your products and services, you become predictable. 
This third, so one third of what you publish, is free stuff, pointing to third party content that could be on a variety of different subjects, but that stopped you in your tracks and you found it interesting. And if you think that the target persona that you're trying to attract and get into a relationship with would also find it interesting, then if it stopped you in your tracks, it's likely to stop them as well. So this is all about attention. Attention is absolutely key in your content strategy. And you won't get attention if you just talk about yourself and if you just talk about products and services, because you will be boring and you will just become like wallpaper where you're just constantly there, but nobody really recognises it or pays attention. So this middle third, this third about pointing to interesting stuff is really critical in in an effective content strategy. Now, of course, if thought leadership is your big subject, so if you're looking at thought leadership on a particular subject as being, you know, the real key thing that you want to be identified with as part of your content strategy, then this free stuff should really be pointing to things around that same subject. So look at um, other authors on the same subject. Look at, um, you know, best practice, maybe innovation, some creative stuff that's coming out on that subject. Because if you can position yourself as obviously sharing, you know, this broader view, not just your own view on this thought leadership subject, but a broader view of an industry or of a particular community, then you become embedded in that community as a thought leader. So again, future-proofing yourself and wrapping yourself into a particular community or group of people or on a particular subject, this is a really key way of becoming current, relevant and informed. So you can kind of see how these things will play out. The final third is is the promote, and that is the overt sell, and you are more than able to do that if you've added value by getting to know you through the first um, third, which was the personal, and also then signposting to free stuff, which is that second third. If you've done those first two thirds, you can then use things like social media to overtly promote the offers that you have, the products and the services that you know you're very proud of, case studies, for example, events or conferences that you're going to be present at. All of those things come into this whole wrapper of the overt sell. So the magic rule of thirds really and truly is magic. It just seems to be the balance in content strategy that helps you shape the the, the sort of the, the equal balance of things that people will engage with. And if consistently, for example, through Twitter, and I always like using Twitter as an example for this, um, if you were to look back, for example, over your last um, 30 tweets, um, maybe 10 of those will be about getting to know you, 10 of those will be signposting free stuff, and 10 of those will be more kind of the, the overt sell. And that's really what we're after here. And in essence, really, one of the things to remember as part of um, creating this balance and putting into this pot some ideas of things that you could talk about in each of those three categories, often um, and constantly remember that people in your business are often a key part of your story. A lot of people get wrapped up in the products and services that they offer, and they forget that actually one of the key elements of the offer are the people in their organisation. Um, and you're undoubtedly going to have connection with or employ um, interesting characters, people who would, you know, as I say, add some real value to that brand story that you're trying to tell. So think creatively, they will almost certainly be there. 
And of course, what this does is it aligns on a personal level your brand and your products and services with your target persona. You will be perceived as more current, more relevant and more informed if you do it in this way. If all you do is sell the virtues of your products and services, that is all you're doing. That is not relationship building and that is not the way to a sustainable relationship. So by looking at this balance of content, this is the way to create those assets through words, through audio, through video, through images to sustain these kinds of relationships. And it it gets really exciting at this point. One of the reasons why we try and strike this balance and why we use all these different types of media and why we think about this thing from a strategic long-term building up of assets is that what we're trying to do here is to ensure that we can create an emotional reaction. Because we often see, and I'm sure you know, you'll know you have experienced this yourself, content that is just so dry, it's so flat, it's, it's okay in terms of technical um, accuracy and you know, it's all been signed off by the legal department and things and you know, it looks you know, appropriate, but it just doesn't light your fire. It just doesn't create an emotional reaction. And that content is probably going to be okay for search engine optimization, for SEO, but it probably isn't going to take you any further than that. So what I like to think of is that, yeah, on the one hand, what we're trying to create is search engine optimization with a lot of the content that we create. In other words, being really attractive to Google. So when people search on you, they can find you for these kinds of subjects that you're talking or publishing in. But also it's about customer optimization. In other words, when people get to your front door, your website or your social media, what is it that they will then encounter? Will your content be Um, you know, enticing them in, you know, will it be hooking them in? Will you actually get some real attention or will they just scan it and think, yeah, that's quite nice and then just move on elsewhere? You need to be thinking about the emotional reaction that you are trying to foster. It's really, really important to be thinking about that. What is it I want somebody to do as a result of watching this video? What is it I want somebody to do as a result of listening to a podcast, for example, like this? So what is the emotional reaction I want you to get from this podcast well probably the first thing I want you to do is to be thinking actually I need to do more in terms of planning my content not just broadcasting and not just tweeting I need to really sit down and plan this out that would be an emotional reaction so maybe on the one hand there's an emotional reaction of a little bit of guilt that maybe you haven't done it quite as well as you might or maybe a little bit of guilt that you might be thinking you know I probably should have focused a little bit more time on this and then what I want you to do is to have the confidence that you could actually go in think about it and of course that's where something like the rule of thirds jumps in and says well look here's a structure personal point promote okay what kinds of things can I put into that sort of framework so that's the kind of emotional reaction I want from you is a little bit of hope that you might be able to do something better and maybe just a recognition that actually probably to this point we haven't done as much as we could so think about every piece of content that you publish what emotional reaction by trying to get out the other side of this because if you just publish content for content's sake then that is all you're doing but if you do it with the intention of some kind of emotional reaction that will set the right tone of voice that will set a good intention that will actually set a more likely outcome that will be in the direction that your strategy is is pointed 
So if we're saying that the rule of thirds is the right kind of balance, and we're saying that you know this content can take various forms, you know, written images, video, audio, um, kind of what, what what style of content should we be really focusing on? Well, as we said right at the outset of this episode, um, there are different ways that you can actually do this, and in effect, there are four different styles of content that I'd like to think about. There's create, curate, document, and storytelling. So let's look at each of those then in a little bit of detail. So with create, this is creating brand new content from scratch. In other words, nobody's produced this particular piece of content before. You're sitting down thinking about the value it's going to add. You're thinking about the call to action or the emotional reaction you want to get from it. And then you start writing or you start recording or in this, you start talking into the microphone as an example of this particular podcast. So this is creation. This is where, you know, it starts and ends with you. You're creating it. Now, of course, for lots of people, this is quite tricky because one, they probably haven't figured out quite yet what their content strategy is. So they're sat there thinking, well, okay, but I don't even know where to start. So that's why I often think about this thought leadership and this USP that we began with is, well, what could you be talking about that either nobody else is in your industry or your sector? Um, and what is it that actually you know well? So, you know, what are you skilled in? What, what have you got a gift in? What kind of thing could you really start to get some traction in if you just started to talk about it? So often this content creation starts from a passion. It starts from somewhere that you kind of know something. So for me, another good example within this podcast is the rule of thirds, which, you know, I've been sort of banging this rule of thirds drum now for some, well, it's about 10 years now um, in terms of this balance. And so I've got a passion behind this. I love this rule of thirds and you know, I live and breathe this thing. So I can talk about this and create brand new content on this you know, to my heart's content. I can talk about it. I can video blog it. I can write about it as I have. I can do little uh, quotes on Instagram on, with a backdrop of a nice image. Um, and all of those things would be me creating content on that subject. And of course, as long as I consistently do that and it's adding value and it's just a little reminder to people to kind of do their content strategy well, then that's a big tick in my content strategy box. So that would be a nice example of content content creation, where you're passionate about a subject, it's adding value to your end and audience's um, world, and you can consistently um, and creatively content create on that particular subject. Now, for a lot of people, they would be probably more likely and more better to start with content curation. Now, by curation, what we mean is that um, they're using existing content that maybe somebody else has, used, uh, has created before, um, and then they're adding some value to it. So this might be that you're doing a review of a product, for example, or you're doing a review of somebody else's article or somebody else's uh, vlog or blog or podcast. Now, curation is where you know, you're going to be adding value to an existing piece of content. Now, some people say, oh, well, isn't that kind of just jumping on the bandwagon? It's a bit of a kind of sort of shamelessly kind of almost stealing the value of that particular content. But of course, if it's done in a stylish and um, sort of really added value way, it can actually increase the breadth and the bandwidth of the original publisher's um, reach. So, you know, if you're doing this and actually, you know, adding some positive and constructive value over somebody else's article, you're you're giving them a shout out, you're republishing it in effect or little, little excerpts of it and you're adding value to it as long as you kind of correctly reference their original piece 
what you're doing is you're becoming an advocate of theirs. So they increase their reach, they, it allows them to come back and maybe add some value on top of it, and it starts to build this groundswell of curated content, which again allows other people, particularly if it's your target customer, to come and pitch in and maybe add some value of their own as well. So this can be a really effective way of building communities, it can be a very effective way of actually embedding you with quite, I wouldn't say minimal effort, but quite low amounts of effort because you didn't have to come up with the original idea but what you're doing is you're adding value on top of an original idea so content curation can be a nice starting point but again you'd still need to have decided what the overall theme or USP or key hook is on your content strategy because then that will start to point you in the direction of the right kinds of content it'll start to filter out the videos and the articles that probably aren't as relevant as some others the third type of content is uh, documentation. So this is where you have uh, an interesting process or an interesting technology or an interesting system within your business. It might even be um, something that you know is actually quite unique, but as commercial value. And again, if we're starting to document a process that helps people to really understand what it's like inside your organisation, some of the values that um, your organisation brings to its sector... Um, obviously, what you don't do in this whole documenting thing is to give away any commercial secrets. Um, but take it up to that point. You know, if something is commercially sensitive, then you know, think very carefully as to whether or not you might be able to push it just a little bit further into that kind of, oh, should I, shouldn't, should I, shouldn't I give away this, and kind of for free. Um, Obviously, if it's something that has you know, intellectual property or if it's something um, to do with maybe a client or a customer that is commercially sensitive, then clearly you, you pull yourself back a little bit. But documenting process, systems, technologies, innovation, creativity, all of those things can add a huge amount of value to your customer's experience. So think about some of the things that you could document. I mean, I, for example, am on an, um, the start of a, a journey which I'm going to be documenting over the next uh, sort of of two to three years, um, which is is marketing and mindfulness, and um, this is br bringing a whole new kind of way of thinking into the um, the marketing mix. Um, so actually, marketing with a, a really true, uh, re the really sort of ethical purpose. Um, so I'm exploring a whole range of different theories, talking to lots of different people, and I'll be uh, sort of blogging and vlogging and podcasting on this uh, particular subject a lot. And what I'm going to be doing is is actually documenting the journey. Uh, one of the interesting things for me is that I'll be revealing that I have on this particular subject a lot of gaps. There are a lot of skills gaps for me personally. There are a lot of um, knowledge gaps, there's a lot of expertise gaps, I'm going to be learning a huge amount over the next couple of years and so what I thought was, well wouldn't that be interesting to see, you know, kind of warts and all actually this whole process and this whole kind of level of service and this whole new marketing mix evolve and emerge out of just some ideas and some initial thinking so that, you know, I can share with people who want to come on this journey with me maybe get involved in a mastermind group, some, you know, sort of innovation sort of workshops and master classes actually kind of take people on board and actually help with their help actually help to shape this thing so it's, it's that kind of thing that we're talking about and, it, and it's documenting the journey people are really fascinated now um, about how they can sort of you know become part of your organization and part of the um, experience either as an affiliate as an associate or as a partner um, partner in the loosest sense of the word 
you know, this, this can be a really, really interesting thing. Again, it comes back to that story, though. What is it that really you feel passionate about? What is it in your organisation that you know, adds some value? What is it in your business or in your brand that is just different? Because if you can start to create um, and document um, a story that starts to build a journey there, people will jump on board. You know, there's lots of great examples of people who that is all the content that they do. They just document. Um, and some people think, well, isn't that really, really boring? No, actually, it's not. It's quite the opposite. Um, and for most people, actually, this kind of fly-on-the-wall documentary-style uh, content creation is is really, really fascinating because you get a really good inside view to an organisation, a brand, or a team. So I would certainly recommend you have a little think about that. What is it you could document? Process, systems, innovation, creativity, new stuff... Um, you know, just getting to know how your business does business. And then the final one, which is an opportunity if you have, or this might be you or somebody in your organisation, um, the chance to storytell. Um, storytelling in um, content strategy is, is a really good one. Um, this might not be something that you can do from, from the word go, um, the reason being there is a real art to storytelling. Some people are very natural storytellers. Um, other people find it's really actually quite um, awkward or that necessarily the words don't flow either when they blog or vlog or write. Um, so this might take a little bit of time, but people love stories. I often say when um, people are starting to think about putting storytelling into a content strategy um, that they start actually with case studies. So this is um, maybe just sort of talking about a story from start to finish of the experience that they've given to a customer or a client. You know, what was that story? You know, start from the beginning and end up at the end. End up with the value that you've added. End up with the wonderful outcomes and the, you know, the changing world that you've inspired or uh, instilled in this particular customer or client. Uh, but start from the beginning. Start with the pain that um, both you and they probably had in those initial days and kind of tell the story of that process. Tell the story of how things actually have evolved and have developed. Uh, people love stories. People love the way that this this whole thing will play out. So think about that as a, as a possibility going into the future. So there you have the four different types of content to put into your strategy. So there's cura uh, create, you're starting it off, curate, where you're adding value to somebody else's, document, where you're going to be um, sort of documenting process or innovation or creativity, and then storytelling, maybe beginning with things like case studies, um, or just really telling stories about, you know, great things that are going on in your business. And remember the rule of thirds, that is the balance that you're going to be striking. So one third is personal, one third is point and one third is promote. If you hit that kind of mark and think about the longer term, remember it's content strategy, think about where you're taking this whole thing. And remember that every single piece of content that you produce is for the longer term. Each piece of content you produce, even if it's not overthought, I mean, don't overthink content, just get it out there. Because each piece of content that you're doing is another little asset that you're adding into your portfolio, an asset for your business for the longer term. It'll make you easier to find, it'll make you more reachable, it'll position your brand and you personally as current, relevant and informed, and it is the surefire way of really fueling an effective customer journey for those target personas. 
So I wish you every success. Remember the rule of thirds. I've been Neil Wilkins. You can contact me at neilwilkins.online for more information. You'll see a lot more blogs and vlogs on this particular subject. Uh, It is a real pet subject of mine. I really, really love the whole rule of thirds and uh, content curation, curation, documenting and storytelling. So uh, neilwilkins.online for more information on that. Uh, We'll be having uh, the next six episodes over the coming months of the Digital 2018 Live uh, series. I hope you're enjoying it so far. Uh, Remember, you can go to neilwilkins.online to find links to uh, each of the previous episodes or simply search Neil Wilkins Podcast on iTunes and you'll find the other episodes in the series. Thank you very much for listening and the very best of luck with your content strategy.